Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard again and just wanted to say uh, how you doing today. And I greet you with Jesus joy. And this I'm, it's actually morning uh, where I am. So I wanted to talk to you today um, about a serious subject that I think we all should be aware of. And I'm going to entitle this one, Know Your Enemy. Know Your Enemy, because you really need to know um, who you're fighting against, who you're battling uh, against. And believe it or not, <laughs> we, we definitely have an enemy out there. I remember um, when I was in the military, one of the things um, we used to talk about was giving the enemy the maximum opportunity to die for his country, you know. And we used to talk about the enemy, about the importance of knowing your enemy's strengths and knowing their weaknesses. And as we prepared to go uh, to a possible war, uh, we would discuss uh, the different countries that we were going to possibly go into. Uh, you know, I was part of a rapid deployment force when I was uh, uh, in the Army uh, at one time. And so I was uh, at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and I was in the 82nd Airborne Division. And so we would always have to be on alert uh, in the event that, you know, something happens in any part of the world. And they their model was being able to deploy anywhere in the world within 18 hours of notice. And so we had to always be prepared. And so, again, one of the things we had to know we had to do was we had to know our enemies. And so if we were going into certain region of the land, we wanted to know what the enemy could do. We wanted to know what we were fighting against. Well, um, God wants us to know our enemy because we actually have an enemy down on this earth. A lot of people think that God is doing everything. They blame everything on him anyway, you know, especially the insurance companies. It tickles me sometimes or sometimes it makes me a little irritated as well. You know, when they say things like an act of God, you know, if we had a big tornado or some big hurricane, uh, category five hurricane hits the shores. Right. They always seem to think that hurricanes come from God. Uh, tornadoes come from God earthquakes come from God, lightning comes from God. I mean, it all comes from God, everything. So they blame everything on God. And unbeknownst to them is we actually have an enemy who is doing all this. I want to go to the scriptures in Ephesians, um, in Ephesians 6, where the Bible says, Paul is talking to the brethren and he gives them a warning. He says, finally, my brethren, put, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ooh. Ah, OK. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means our fight is not against flesh and blood. But it's against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word 
of God. And he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So Paul is identifying an enemy there and he named him the devil. And he says, our fight is not against flesh and blood. That means our fight is not against mankind or anything that mankind is doing. But the truth is our fight is against the devil because when we look at uh, all the catastrophic events of the world, the things that are happening, the chaos in the world, you wonder, how can a good God do all of that? And the truth is, it's not God. God doesn't have anything to do with the disasters that are occurring. You know, one of the things he did do, though, is he sent his prophets and his prophets did talk about the last days and the things that were going to be happening in the last days. But God is not perpetrating crimes against humanity. He's not sitting up there like this big ogre throwing lightning bolts at people, trying to see how many people he can kill in car accidents and and trying to see how many people he can destroy in floods and making it rain in one region of the world and trying to drown all the people. And then he's in another region of the world and he's making it so dry that people can't live or making it so hot like in Portland that people can't um, survive in those types of heats. That is not God. The Bible says that God is a good God and everything he does is good. If you go to John 10 and 10, it'll tell you who's perpetrating this crime against humanity. The Bible says that in John 10, 10, that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief is Satan. The thief is the devil. He's the one. That's coming to steal, kill and to destroy. You know, we look at the amount of people who's dying of this covid virus and and all around you, not only covid virus, but cancer and sicknesses that, you know, we didn't think we would see again. Uh, They even said that polio is trying to make a comeback in some places. Right. This is not God. God is not. They're serving you a pound of cancer and several ounces of polio. And and he's over here on this end trying to give you the covid virus. That is not God. That is Satan. Let me tell you something. Everything God does is good. The scripture says all good and perfect gifts come from above. They come from God. God doesn't have anything to do with tornadoes. All right. But the Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, and he is the one that's trying to kill people. And here's the deal. Let me read your scripture really, really fast. Right. In uh, Revelations 12, 7 uh, through about. Oh, let's see. I'll read about the first few verses and uh, Revelations 12 and 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there found place anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into earth and his angels were cast out with him. 
And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And so that clearly tells you that the devil is the one who's causing the chaos on this earth. And so if you read back in Genesis, the Bible talks about Adam and Eve when they were in the garden. And the scripture said one day that Eve was out and and the devil entered a serpent. And this serpent came up to Eve and tempted Eve. And basically asked her, did God not say you can't eat from this tree? You can't eat this fruit. And she said, yeah, God said that. She said, God said that the day we eat this fruit, we'll surely die. And that devil said, you're not going to really die, are you? And she was confused. And so Satan tempted her and she fell for it. And she ate from the tree and she gave it to her husband, Adam, and he ate. And at that point, That whole earth was Adam's. Everything God gave to Adam to enjoy with his wife, Eve. I mean, God allowed him to name the animals. I mean, he could, he named all the animals. He called the trees, trees. I mean, God allowed him to be in charge. But when he ate of that tree, his relationship with God was severed at that point. And the Bible says that Satan became the God of this world. If you read in the New Testament, when Satan was confronting Jesus, one thing he said to Jesus was he said, look, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you these kingdoms that were delivered unto me. Well, who delivered them unto him? Adam's rebellion and disobedience against God made Satan become the God of this world. And if he's the God of this world, he's the one that's perpetrating this system that's anti-Jesus Christ, this system that doesn't want to have anything to do with God, this system where people can do what they want to do and be what they want to be. They can call a lie the truth and a truth the lie. This system that's based on lies and, and based on deception and based on wickedness, this system is who uh, is what Satan is in charge of. He orchestrated this system. He hates God's creation. Before the devil was cast out of heaven, he used to be Lucifer. Lucifer was a praise angel. He was responsible for all the praise uh, in heaven. His the Bible says his body was uh, was built like a beautiful instrument, like many instruments that were coming out of him. In fact, he was so beautiful that the Bible says he was lifted up in pride and God knew he was lifted up. And that battle that I read to you about in Revelations took place and Satan was cast out of heaven because of that. Since then, right, every person that ever comes to this planet and who becomes a Christian has become praisers and worshipers unto our God. And Satan hates God's creation. He hates you and me. He's going to do everything he can to stop you, to shipwreck you. He wants you to experience the worst things ever. And what he really wants to do is he wants to confuse you and deceive you so that you won't ever receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so you'll be damned with him for eternity. His whole point is to make you think 
that you're good the way you are. I'm a good person. So certainly God is going to let me into heaven. I'm a good person. So God is not going to hold anything against me because I did good all my life. But brothers and sisters, the truth is good has nothing to do with this. Bad has nothing to do with this. What has everything to do with this is decisions that you make on this earth while you are alive, right? If you don't decide to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life and you're deceived by Satan, the Bible says that you will burn in a lake that burneth with fire and brimstone forever and ever. Not because God is sending you there, but your decision will send you there. And so Satan's job is to deceive you, to keep you blinded long enough so that you won't ever see the truth. The scripture says the God of this world has blinded their eyes that the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ can't come in. So he's trying to blind you. He's trying to keep you hooked on alcohol, hooked on drugs, keep you inebriated, keep you preoccupied with life, keep you preoccupied with the things that you're doing. He tries to get you into bad relationships, you know, and everything that he can think of, he's pulling those tricks on you. Basically what Satan does, he looks at all of your relatives from way back, all of your ancestors, and he assesses your ancestors and he knows your propensities. He knows what you like and what you don't like. So what he tries to do is he tries to use those tricks on you. And that's how he deceives you. And his whole, his whole, um, his whole operation is geared against the people of God and against society to keep you um, in wickedness, to keep you in a spot where you, do, you don't know God. <laughs> and so now, you know, he's got you in a helpless situation and it comes down to what are you going to do? You know, and he tries to get you to think that God killed your relative. You know, when you're sitting at a funeral or something and the first thing the preacher say is that God called this person home uh, or that uh, this person is in a better place. But the truth is, you don't know where that person is. If that person never accepted Christ on this earth, you don't know where that person is. I can tell you that that person, if they ain't never accepted Christ, they're not in heaven. I can tell you that. If they've never accepted Christ, they're in hell. Right. And that's what Satan doesn't want you to know, you know, because the truth is um, in Revelation, it talks about a great white throne judgment, you know, and Satan knows that. That's his end. He's done. Like he already knows. He knows he's done. He um, he knows that that he is going to be um, punished forever and forever. But let me read something to you. In Revelations uh, 20, the Bible says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And shall be tormented day and night forever and forever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. For I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. 
And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So Satan wants you to go with him. The Bible is prophetic. God told you exactly what the devil's end was. So we have people out there that's intrigued with witchcraft and and tarot cards and uh, the supernatural on the evil side. You know, and they believe in uh, all these crazy things, horoscopes and all this, you know, and I'm telling you, that is not the way to go. Right now, Satan wants to keep you preoccupied. He doesn't want you to believe that God is real. And he doesn't want you to believe that one day there's coming a judgment. You're not going to live this whole life and then just one day die and that's it. It doesn't work that way. And Satan knows it. And so his whole uh, operation is geared toward keeping you out of heaven, keeping you ignorant to God so that you can't you can't enjoy the things of God on this earth. Now, here's what I will say. Right. Satan is evil. He's uh, he's crafty. He's wicked. But guess what? He's not any match for God. Are you serious? Like Satan is he's no match for God whatsoever. You can see the angels tossed him out of heaven. I mean, God didn't even do that. The angels cast him out. God had the angels take care of his light work. All right. So a lot of people think that Satan is equal to God. He is not. All right. Witches think that he is not. Okay. Satan is not equal to God. Satan is the devil. And in fact, when you see who he is, and this, the Bible talks about um, about is this he that deceived the earth? Is this he that brought so many souls to hell? And they looked at the devil as if he was this 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 pipsqueak, you know, this person out there who 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 couldn't um, who couldn't do anything. But yet he deceived billions of people. He does it through false religions. You know, and, and here's one thing uh, I will say, if you're um, if you're in a religion, uh, you need to check to make sure that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life and the centerpiece of your quote unquote religion. If he is not, you're in the wrong place. Right. And that goes for, you know, Muslims um, and it goes for Catholics. It goes for Baptists. It goes for Presbyterian. It goes for Pentecostals. It goes for community churches. It goes for any religion on this planet. It goes for Buddhists, uh, Hindu. It doesn't matter. It goes for any of them. The truth is it, the religion itself can't save you. In fact, Satan has set up most of these religions that's in the earth. You know, they have you believing that all uh, always lead to God or all religions lead to God or your God is called Allah and your God is called Buddha. But we're talking about the same God. No, we're not. These are totally different gods we're talking about. <laughs> no, mm -mm. the God, the God Allah is not 
the God, Jesus Christ. It, he's not. And so if you're deceived by that, you know, and you leave this world and you haven't never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, unfortunately for you, you're going to bust hell wide open. So, no, that's not it. So what I will tell you, though, is that a life with God is a glorious life, knowing that, you know, you're going to go to heaven when you die and he's taking care of everything for me. And I don't have to stand before the wrath of God <laughs> when, when I'm out of here. You know, any Christian who dies, the Bible says to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. You will never have to endure the wrath of God. And the wrath of God is for sinners. The wrath of God is designed for Satan and his angels. But every person who doesn't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, again, you know, you will endure and encounter the wrath of God, not because God wants to punish you, but it's because you made the choice. All roads don't lead to heaven. And if God tells you the way to get to his house, here's my address and here's how you get here. Right. You go north until you find Jesus Christ. You accept him as your Lord and Savior. And when you do, you found my address. Period. You can't say I'm going to go through Buddha and when I get to Buddha, I can go to God or I'm going through Muhammad. When I get to Muhammad, I'm going to go to God or I'm going to go to Mary. And when I get to Mary, I'm going to go to God. That's not what he said. That's that's not what he says. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man can come to the father except he first come through Jesus. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth. That's the gospel. That's the Bible. And so know this, that Satan, his whole operation is to shipwreck you, is to stop you, is to kill you. The scripture says to kill, steal and to destroy. So he comes to take everything from you. But Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Wouldn't you want abundant life? Why wouldn't you want abundant life? Why wouldn't you want to be with him when you leave this earth? Why would you not want to be with him? It's a wonderful um, place to be, knowing that Jesus has saved you and that one day you're going to be with him. Well, listen, I wasn't trying to condemn you. I wanted to give you a little idea about who your enemy was. And just to let you know, God is a good God. He's not the one who's perpetrating all of this disaster on mankind. This is this is all Satan. So anyway, if you want to avoid that, if you're at a point in your life where you feel like, God, I need to know who you are, then you know what you should do? You should pray this prayer with me, right? And I'm going to tell you, even if you don't pray this prayer, you ask God, Lord, reveal yourself to me. If you're earnest from your heart, he will say, well, God, show yourself to me. I want to know who you are. You know, I'm tired of, of uh, you know, hearing all these messages about you and, and I don't know what to do. And, and and part of me wants to do what I'm doing. The other part says that I know I'm not right. You look, the way you fix that is you just ask the Lord to come into your heart. As a matter of fact, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. Lord Jesus. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I repent for my sin. Come into my heart. 
and be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for making me a Christian. Thank you, Lord, that I'm born again. Thank you, God, that I'm free from sin and I'm delivered from your wrath. Thank you for saving me. If you prayed that prayer with me, tell somebody about Jesus. You're going to enjoy a wonderful journey from here. I can't even explain to you how good it's going to be. Yeah, you're going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have trials and tribulations. But the truth is, Jesus will always be by your side. One thing he promised that he he promised never to leave you nor forsake you. He promised to always be there with you, even until the end of the world. He made so many promises. He promised to supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. David said, I was young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. The one thing he does, he's the prince of peace and he gives you peace and he gives you true joy. He is the God of joy. He's the God of mercy. He's the God of grace. And the one thing you can can be assured of is that he is God and there's none like him. So you don't have to worry about the devil and run around here being afraid that, oh, my God, the devil's going to get me. No, he's not, because the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper and no no evil shall befall you and no plague shall come near your dwelling. God said, I gave my angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They'll bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. For the angels of the Lord are encamped around those that love him today. And if the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. So I will tell you that God is on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to go through tough times. Weeping may endure by the night, but joy will come in the morning. Hey guys, this is Brother Leonard. It's been a pleasure. Remember, you got to know your enemy. And most of all, remember that God is good and he loves you. And Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Y'all have a blessed day. See you next time.